guess what, everybody? I'm going to start vlogging. Because every time I go on Twitter or IG or whatever social media platform, all I keep seeing is videos about Woe Vicky and Bad Baby, you know, beefing. Woe Vicky is 17, Bad Baby's 15. I don't, I don't necessarily understand why they're getting so much exposure, but you know what? I need some of them millions too. So I'm gonna whore myself out for a little bit on the internet. Why not? Yeah, let's start the show. going on everybody hi i'm your host uncle doug and welcome to the obscenities podcast yeah episode 12 baby we're back sorry about last week i was doing some adulting so i had to take some time off but i'm back now on this week's episode i'm gonna be telling you guys about a time that i almost died and I mean like a serious one, not like one of those, oh my god, I was starving and I almost died. Nah, this this is legit, this is legit and this is real, but before we get into this, I'm gonna play a quick clip and then I'll let you guys know. So yeah, I'll be right back. Don't, 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 don't go nowhere, because, because it's good. <laughs> okay, be right back. One day a young boy asked his father, what is the value of his life? Instead of answering, the father told his son to take this rock and go sell it at a market. If anybody asks the price, raise two fingers and don't say anything. The boy then went to the market and a woman asked, how much is this rock? I want to put it in my garden. The boy didn't say anything and raised up two fingers and the woman said, two dollars I'll take it and the boy went home and told his father a woman wants to buy this rock for two dollars the father then said son I want you to take this rock to a museum if anybody wants to buy it don't say a word and just put up two fingers the boy then went to the museum and a man wanted to buy the rock the boy didn't say a word and just put up two fingers and the man said two hundred dollars I'll take it the boy was shocked and went running home and told his father, a man wants to buy this rock for $200. His father then said, son, the last place I want you to take this rock is to a precious stone store. Show it to the owner and don't say a word. And if he asks the price, just put up two fingers. The son then went to a precious stone store. He showed the rock to the owner. Where did you find this stone? It is one of the most rarest stones in the world. I must have it. How much would you sell it for? The boy put up two fingers and the man said, I'll take it for $200,000. The boy, not knowing what to say, ran home to his father. Father, there's a man that wants to buy this stone for $200,000. His father then said, Son, do you know the value of your life now? You see, it doesn't matter where you come from, where you're born, the color of your skin, or how much money you were born into. It matters where you decide to place yourself, the people you surround yourself with, 
and how you choose to carry yourself. You may have lived your whole life thinking that you were a $2 stone. You may have lived your whole life surrounded by people that saw your worth for only $2. But everybody has a diamond inside them. And we can choose to surround ourselves with people that see our value and see the diamond inside of us. We can choose to put ourselves in a market or put ourselves in a precious stone store. And you can also choose to see the value in other people. You can help other people see the diamond inside of them. Choose the people you surround yourself wisely. And that can make all the difference in your life. I love you all and I wish you all the best. My name is Sean Uranahiran. Okay, welcome back, everybody. So, the day I almost died, it's sometimes like I, I, I go back and I think about it, think about the experience, and think about um, the fact that I could just not be here right now. There could be a possibility that my family wouldn't know where I was and all of that. Like, it kind of, I mean, I know, it kind of, it kind of terrifying when we really think about it because life is so fleeting. Life is so short. You can, you can do anything and in the blink of an eye, life is just gone. It's just, it just disappears out of nowhere and it just it just goes to show that you need to cherish life. Life should be cherished. Life should be looked at with respect. You should appreciate every single day that you have on on um on the planet. Even if it's you got a massive amount of debt. You are living in a community that's not safe. You're working a job that you really don't like. You're with a person that you can't stand. Regardless of what it is, life, something as simple and as fleeting as life is something that we should all cherish. If, I guess if more people cherished it, maybe they would, I don't know, not do fucked up things or murder people or whatever. But that's a whole conversation for a whole different situation. And we'll get into that when we need to. But for now, let me tell you about how I almost died. <laughs> So back in 2013, I was living here in the States and my grandfather, my mom's side, passed away. God rest his soul. And we flew down to Jamaica for the funeral. When I flew down, um, I got in the Friday. The funeral was the Saturday and I was coming back home on the Monday. My parents had already flown flown down and they were there. They were, you know, with family, doing last minute preparations, all of that stuff. So I flew down Friday evening and uh, my folks picked me up from the airport. We drove over to my cousin's house. We're at my cousin's house for a little bit. And then um, there's a thing. There's a thing in Jamaica called a nine night or a dead yard. Right. It's kind of like here how people have wakes. So I wanted to go to the wake because 
when someone dies in Jamaica, it's pretty lit. Like, like really, really lit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I wanted to go. I wanted to go. And my parents weren't going to go. My parents said, you know what? We're staying home. But if you want to go, go ahead, have fun, enjoy yourself. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I call up one of my homeboys, Theodore. And I call up another homie, Wayne. I call up Mark. And I think I called Romain. Wait. Yeah, I did call Romain. And I was like, yo, dead yard, tonight, innocenti, mequi push. Now, St. Elizabeth is a parish that's on the south coast of Jamaica. And we were in Montego Bay, which is on the northwest side of Jamaica. So it was going to be like an hour and a half drive. Nothing too crazy. You know what I mean? And Wayne, Mark, and Romaine, they were all like, eh. I mean, we appreciate the invite, but we can't make it because stuff. And I'm like, cool. Theodore was like, yo, I'm with it. Let's go. So I'm like, all right. So we set off. We drove up there. I drove up there. Um, after I got up there, we were chilling. We were having a good time. Funny thing, we didn't get to, like, drink because by the time we got there, all the liquor was done. So we just we just hung out. We hung out. I talked to family. I hugged family. You know, um, we ate some food. We ate some good food that night. And we were like, you know what? You, I got to be in the, because I'm a part of the, the, the um, proceeding in the morning, the funeral. I was going to say something. I was supposed to read a Bible scripture. Um, yeah, I was supposed to read a Bible scripture. The Bible scripture was actually 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13 through 18. And I was like preparing for it. And I'm like, I'm going to read it. I'm going to kill it. It's going to be cool. This, that, and the third and whatever. So Theo was like, yo, you got to be there. You got to be back in the morning. You ain't got your clothes with you. So let's go back to Montego Bay. Um, Let's get some rest. You know, you get your clothes and everything. And then you and your family and everybody can drive back up. So I'm like, all right, let's go. Then he's like, you know what? You just flew down and you drove up here let me drive down and that way you can rest or you can sleep or whatever and i'm like okay yeah sure here you go here's the keys so we jump in the car and we took off now mind you we weren't drinking right we weren't sleepy and nothing like we were fine and we're just driving along now, there's a specific road, and I can't remember what the name of the road is, or I can't remember what the name of the corner is, but a lot of people's lives have been claimed there, like a lot, like tons of people have died there, so much that the government had put up barriers to keep people from, like, driving off of this road, because there's, like, a huge cliff, and just our luck that somebody actually crashed and that same area drove off, broke the barrier a week before we were heading back. But like I said, it, it we weren't drinking, we weren't speeding, we weren't sleepy, nothing. We were fine. Well, Theo was fine. 
I'm there like I'm just listening to music on my phone, just chilling. So we're coming up to this corner and it's a really deep corner. Like you have to when you come up to the corner, you got to make a left like it, it, the road curves into a left and it goes down at the same time. And it's probably a I want to say a 30 degree decline. Then it goes down into kind of a, a little valley. Then it rises up about a 75 degree incline, then goes to the right. So left down valley, up right hill, if that makes sense. And that's what we're supposed to do. Now, I've driven because I used to live. I was born in Manchester and for driving from Manchester to Montego Bay. That was a thing that my family always did. And we always, you know, drive the St. Elizabeth route. There was another route that you could take, but we always take that the route there. And basically my father would like I've driven that route. Maybe I want to say maybe five to eight times a year since I've been born. So I know the road. I know it like the back of my hand. No exaggeration, but I could probably close my eyes. You could probably drive and I could tell you exactly where we are. Dead ass. I hope y'all didn't think I was going to say close your eye, close my eyes and then drive the road because that's dangerous. <laughs> I can't do that. Nobody should be doing that. Regardless. So we're coming up to that corner. And like I said, I'm I'm not driving. Theo's driving. And while we're coming up to the corner, I noticed that he's not slowing down. You know, the road wasn't slippery. There was no oil. There's no water. It wasn't raining. Nothing. But I noticed he wasn't slowing down. And I maybe should have said something earlier, but I was like, eh, he's probably joking or eh, he probably got it. He's good. Yeah, he, he wasn't. He wasn't because, and I really have to say this, it wasn't foggy or anything. You know what? Now that I think about it, I really got to go back and talk to him about this because how the hell did this even happen? R regardless. So we're driving along and... I noticed that he's not slowing down at all. Mind you, he's not speeding, but he's not slowing down in, in anticipation for the corner that's coming up. And all of a sudden, I just hear like we we hit we hit the um the 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 ground. That sounds pretty dumb, but like. We're, we're off the road now, and now we're on, like, dirt. Now we're on, like, dirt, like a dirt road towards the cliff. And all I hear him say was, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we drove off the cliff. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I am screaming my ass off at this point. I am screaming so loud. A li little bit, yeah, the, 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 the bitch in me came out. I'm not going to front. Yeah, it did. Because when we drove off, all I heard from him was, oh, shit. 
then we're off. We're, we're, we're airborne at this point. And we, the car, like, you know, you know how they have all these movies where like the car hits a ramp and then the car starts like the nose of the car goes up in the air. If y'all ever watch speed with uh, Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves, you'll see when they hit that, that bump, the bus goes up. Bullshit, bullshit, all bullshit, all bullshit. The engine's in the front of the car. The car is heavy. What do you think is going to happen? Gravity. The car goes down. So we're over the cliff and the car just dips. And when the car dips, we hit the ground um, face first. And we tumbled over. After we tumbled over, then the car, I don't know what we hit on the side of the car or what we hit to like turn the car sideways, but the car like flipped sideways and now we're flipping over. So we're tumbling and flipping down, down, and we land about, I want to say 15, maybe 18 feet down on top of the car. And then the car starts rolling down this hill and slams into this banana tree, right? Now, we're right side up when it slams into the banana tree. And it slams in the banana tree on my side of the car. I'm on the left side of the car. He's on the right side. In Jamaica, we drive on the opposite side of the ride. The right side of the road. <laughs> but, you know. So, I'm on... The car is, like, pinned to the banana tree. And which is, which is wild. Because we're talking about a 3,000-pound car that slammed into a tree after the amount of momentum that it had. And mind you, the, the tree is on the, it's on the side of another cliff. Like it's hanging on to the end of that cliff, which past that cliff, no exaggeration here, it's about an 80 to 100 foot drop. So if that tree wasn't there, we'd have been dead. We'd have been rolling down the hill and we'd have died. Nobody would know where we were. Nobody would have known. Because it was it it was crazy. So now, as I said, the bitch in me came out when the car went over. I started screaming. I'm screaming my ass off. I'm like grabbing Theo. I'm like shaking him. I'm like, y'all me no one dead. Jesus Christ, help me, Lord. Me no one dead. Why? Jesus, help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus, why, Lord, Jesus, me no one dead, why, Lord, Jesus, help me, Lord, Jesus, me no one dead, why? I'm full bitch mode, activated, full, ain't even gonna front. Theo is stone cold silent the whole time, but he's stiff, like he has his hands on the steering wheel and he is stiff. I'm flailing my aunt, my arms around like Kermit the Frog. I'm slapping him in the face. I'm hitting the car door. I'm hitting the windshield. I'm grabbing a hold of the top of the car. I'm doing everything that I possibly can do to, I guess, enjoy the last pieces of life that I have left until we slammed in a banana tree. Now, when we slammed, like, he's just, like, stiff, like, like ridiculously stiff, you know, like them big old bodybuilders, like, like that. My man's is like, Ugh! and I'm there like, yo, yo, 
yo, we got to get out the car. We got to get out the car. We got to get out the car. And he's just not moving. I'm like, yo, Theo, Theo, yo, yo. He's not moving at all. I don't know if the shock like hit him. Like if he's like, holy crap, we just survived that. But I'm like, yo, we need to get out of this car because I don't know if this banana tree can hold us. Mind you, this is about two o'clock in the morning, right? Ain't no cars on the road. There was one street light that was like at the corner where we went over. Ain't nobody there. Ain't nobody looking at nothing. So it's just me and him. So I grabbed, like I pushed him because I couldn't get out of my side because my door was pinned on the banana tree. So I pushed the fuck, hey, I pushed him so hard. I pushed him right out the car. And after I pushed him out, like he like slowly started to come too. And I grabbed him and like yanked him and started running up the hill. He, he eventually like about halfway there, he like came back. And now it's both of us going up this hill. Like we were running up the hill, like run. Cause there was like a fence and there was barbed wire. We jumped through that. We dove under this fence and like scaled rocks and like climbed and clawed our way up all the way till we got back up to the road. And now we're back up on the road and we're just like standing there like, <sighs> yo, Yo, dog, you all right? <laughs> I'm like, yo, you okay? You good? He's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, yo, let me check myself. Let me see. Like, what? what? I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what words to use. I didn't know what to describe. I didn't know what to do. So, thankfully, we walked off um, with just a few scratches, literally. Because the windshield broke, uh, the side glass broke, there was glass flying everywhere, it was shattered, the, everything, everything was just, it, it, it was just mad. And we only left with a few scratches. Like, the, the worst injury that we had was Theo, like, on the bridge of his nose, he cut his nose. And I think it was when the car went forward, he slammed his nose into the steering wheel. And it kind of busted open. Outside of that, that was it. Nothing else. Funny thing, we were both wearing our seatbelts at the time. Because we, and I, I guess the seatbelt helped, definitely helped. Because it held us like tight. It held us to, to, um... It held us in our seats because if it wasn't for the seatbelts, we'd have been flailing all over the place. So, hey, ah, uh, seatbelts, wear them. They are, they are legit. That's why I don't go in no car now without my seatbelt on. If I'm sitting in the back, then yeah, I'm not, I'm not a pedophile. But yeah, I mean, in the front seat, definitely wear your seatbelts. It'll save your life. Now, <clears throat> after the initial shock went away we eventually had to climb back down the hill to get our phones because we didn't have no phones with us um my phone was in my hand at the time his phone was in the center console so we climbed down there to get our phones and i think we only found his phone i couldn't find my phone 
my phone was just gone. And I'm like, screw that. I'm, I don't even care at this point. I'm alive. That's all I care about. You know, um, people in the neighborhood like heard the crash and they came out and they were like looking like what the hell happened and what happened. And it's just me and Theo like standing to the side looking over uh, just just chilling. And they're like, yo, who was in that accident? Them dudes must be dead. It's crazy. We got to call the cops. We got to do something while we're standing over on the side. Like the car is completely totaled, completely total car. And just a weird thing. When you rent a car, make sure you get the full insurance on the car because <laughs> after the night ended, you know, after everything, we, um, we, I had to call the insurance company because it was a rental from the airport. I called the insurance company and I'm like, listen, we got into an accident. They're like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. They're like, well, I see here that you paid full coverage. Do you want another car? I'm like, what? They're like, do you want another car? I'm like, no, the hell I don't want another car. I just almost died. I'm not going into another car for a while, maybe even a year. I'm not, no. They're like, okay, Mr. Cameron, that's perfectly fine. Um, You have a wonderful evening. I'm like, yeah. Tow truck came, picked up the car. Like he had to, he had to like winch it down in the bottom and like yank it all the way up to the hill, uh, to the road, and then tow it away. And we did a police report and all of that. But still, it was wild. Now, I went to, on the way, while we were standing there, I called my mom um, and told her about everything. I really didn't want to. I wanted to call her later because I know that <sighs> you've never met my mom, clearly, most of y'all probably haven't she can be a bit hysterical and I really didn't want to like alarm her so but I still wanted to let her know so I called her I told her she started crying she's like oh my god my baby oh my god I'm like mom I'm okay so like okay Theo called his mom she same thing oh my god my baby oh my god oh my god <laughs> we we uh, actually got a ride from my cousin because my cousin was coming from the wake too. He was driving the same road and he saw like this big commotion and he stopped. And when he stopped, it was just us standing there and he's like, yo, what happened? I'm like, yeah, the car down there, dog. He's like, yo, you all right? I'm like, yeah. It's like, yo, that's the car. He's like, yeah. It's like, yo, you're lucky. I'm like, yeah. It's like, okay. So he drove us back. He drove Theo to his house. Um, mom came out, gave him a big hug. Like she was like so happy to see him. Drove me to my cousin's house where my parents were staying at. Mom and dad came up, hugged me, all of that stuff. I went to bed. Um, woke up the next morning. We drove up to the funeral and we stopped on the side of the road. And I showed them where the accident happened. And everybody was like, yo, you're so lucky to be alive. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, yo, this is crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But we eventually made it to the funeral. 
after we made it to the funeral, I did my, um, my scripture. But then while I was doing my scripture, like I started crying and I couldn't like control myself. Like I'm crying and I'm like, yo, it's, it's wild. And it was at that point that I thought to myself, because I heard somebody say it like, oh my God, we could be burying two people now because grandpa just died. Now we could be burying you. And it never really sank in. But at that moment, while I was reading the scripture, I was like, I almost died. Like legit almost died. Now, as I said earlier, I called a few other friends to see if they wanted to come. Now, if they were to come and they were in the back seat, I was in the front with Theo driving, they would all be dead right now because the back of the car was completely squashed. When it tumbled and fell the first time, the back of the car was completely smushed completely so whoever was in the back would have died so whatever they had to do at that point saved their lives if i gotta be honest so that's like one thing but still i could be dead my homeboy could be dead and nobody would know i had my wallet on me so i guess they could have figured out who i was but still it, 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 after going through the whole experience, after reading the scripture, after crying, you know, up there, after I told my family everything that happened, because people at the funeral didn't know, I had to like tell them what happened. And I said that life is precious and you should, you should really pay attention to your life. You should really cherish your life and do the absolute best that you can to enjoy your life, no matter what it is. Like every single thing in life is secondary to the one thing that is promised to all of us. We're all promised death, all of us, every last one of us, we're promised it. From the moment we're born, we're promised that we will eventually die. So everything in between that point should be a moment where you look at life as only got one shot. I only have one shot to get this job. One shot to get this girl. One shot to buy my house, to buy my car, to do this, to go here, to see that. One shot because you never know when it's going to end. And I don't want to say like, oh, you only get to meet that one person once in a while. No, I, I don't necessarily think that. I think you should. I think people in general should enjoy their lives. And which is what I, I try to do every day for myself is enjoy my life. I don't I try not to get bogged down by negativity or anything like that, because I always see the positive in every single thing that I do. Everything. I try my very best to pick out the plus of anything. Ugh, I just got a ticket. This sucks. Drive two more miles? Whoa, car accident. That could have been me. Pick out the positives in everything. No matter what, pick out the positives. 
And that's why for me, I look at the simple little things like calling your mom just to say hello, reconnecting with friends, like true friends, true ride or die friends that have been there for you from the beginning, talking to family, spending time with family, exploring the world. You want to go somewhere, go somewhere, get a map of some sort, get a dart, throw the dart on something. If you want to be more cultured, be more cultured, go to a place that you would probably never ever go to. Talk to a person that you probably would never ever talk to. Read a book that you probably would never read because you don't wanna be 92 on your deathbed thinking to yourself, ah, oh, if only I did. You don't wanna live with regrets. You don't wanna, damn, that girl, I really should have talked to her. Go talk to her. What are you gonna lose? You're afraid of a no? No's are a part of life. You're, you're told no in every single thing that you do. Turn on any movie, any movie, any movie, any action movie that you can think of. Turn it on, look at them doing something, and then think to yourself, yeah, I definitely can't do that. Not in your current state. You're 300 pounds, you're 5'8", and just a mess. But... In 10 years, five years, two years, eight months, could you do it? Sure you could. Just got to go out there and do it, which is the mentality that I got. When I, after the funeral, Sunday I chilled, relaxed. Monday I came back to the States. And when I got back to the States, I was driving from the airport to the house. And while I was driving, I was looking around the familiar neighborhood, you know, down in Florida. I was looking around the familiar streets, the familiar people, the familiar neighborhood. And I thought to myself, yeah, I'm kind of done with this. And that's when I made the decision that it's time for me to like branch out. It's time for me to move on with my life. It's time for me to experience a new adventure, which is partly why I moved here to Philly, because I wanted more. I wanted to experience more, and I'm not done experiencing more. Like I said earlier, I'm just 29. Life is barely starting for me, barely. I got a lot ahead of me, and I can't wait to experience every waking moment of it. And you should too, because you never know when the end is gonna come. And you shouldn't focus on the end. You should focus and look at everything like it's the beginning. So go out there and start your beginning. Start your story. Write the book of life about you and your experiences, your life, your happiness, and your joy. And that's all I got to say. And that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for following. And thank you for just being there. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys were able to take something away from this episode. And I hope you will 
Now going forward, we'll focus on the fact of how fleeting life is and how much it needs to be cherished. If you'd like to follow the show, you can do so on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under the name Oxenities. And if you'd like to follow me, you can go ahead and do that on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter under Uncle Doug. There's a three and a zero in there. Figure out where, because it's kind of tricky. <laughs> if you'd like to get more information on the show, you can do so on the Oxenities website. That's Oxenities.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on our Patreon page. That would really help me out because I am poor and I need help. So, yeah. Once again, thank you for listening and have a great weekend. Bye, guys. is like the, the monetary the material even the success like the things that you put your, you place your importance on uh-huh. never can satisfy you and ever make you happy because they never end it's never you can never there's no amount of money that will ever make you stop if money is what you care about you keep going oh i got a million gotta get 10 got 10 gotta get 100 got 100 gotta get five got five gotta get a billion if it's cars you never have enough cars if it's women you never have enough you'll be chasing them forever if it's success you can never get enough of that. I realize that. It's like, it doesn't stop. It keeps calling you. It's like a drug. It's a hamster wheel. It's a hamster wheel. And it's like, you're never satisfied. But if you place your importance on this, which is like... Appreciation. Appreciation. Love. You know, it's like that. That is that is enough. Mm. There's enough of that in everybody's life right now. If they just took the time to look. We, we placing our importance as a country, as a get the country because that's whack to me too as a world we placing our importance on the wrong thing we've let the system in the world tell us that these things are important the new oh you got the you got the flat screen joint but you ain't got the 16 inch <laughs> right. you got the 16 yeah. inch but you ain't got the 16 inch 3d oh you got the it frames stop. but no, you ain't got the stop. 2015 it's exhausting it's too exhausting. by the way it's exhausting tiring but i got those things but you got things that's like what that, made me right? say it because then when i got them i'm like man what am i Ooh, like why? So you got some expensive watches, you know, sure. some jewelry. I got watches, jewelry. I don't have. I, I sold my car. I had a range at one point. I sold it. I ride a bike now. Uh, do you really? Do you too, have no cars? I don't have a car. No, no, no. No more car. Just a no bike. Car. Yeah. What but, about your jewelry? What'd you do with that? It's still there. It's still there. And I look at it. You know, I wear it. Yeah. It's just that I, I got it for the wrong reason. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's it don't mean nothing, man. It don't really mean anything. It didn't mean anything when I got it. It was just from being a kid. My cousin had jewelry. I wanted to be like him. I want to see it. Yeah. Oh, and Jay got jewelry. Oh, man, I want to be icy like that. But I've hit the point in my life now where it's like I'm a grown man, and I realize, like, I'm questioning why did I want it. And then what did it do for me when I got it? You know what I mean? And it's cool to have whatever. You can right, have you're things all you want. You're not who... judgmental at all. Yeah, yeah, have, just... have your things. But don't place your value on those, like, don't place value on the thing. It's, it's just a thing. It ain't real. It's not real. Like, to me, what's real is like something 
spiritual something like a connection with somebody like a, a love is real i'm realizing that as i'm getting older 